These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Newcastle took another step forward as a smart city on Tuesday with the switching on of Council's new smart poles. The poles offer free high-speed Wi-Fi, set to be systematically rolled out across the city. 150 smart poles will eventually operate as part of an exciting program which will eventually feature smart parking, weather and traffic services. Council's smart city coordinator Nathaniel Bavington said potential misuse of the service has been considered. The system has filtering in place to prevent access to inappropriate sites. While the Wi-Fi is free, individual users will be able to access uh, three hours um, continuously over a 24-hour period uh, or a 700 megabyte download. So there's natural sort of constraints in place to make sure that the Wi-Fi is, I guess, equitably distributed across the population. After 26 years of service, the HMAS Newcastle made her final docking in her namesake port on Wednesday before being decommissioned in Sydney on June 30th. The largely Novocastrian crew arrived home Wednesday after a journey down the coast, stopping at the ports of Brisbane and Cairns. Commanding officer and hunter local Anita Selick said the homecoming was an incredibly special moment. Being a Novocastrian myself, it's very special, but for the ship's company, this is now 25 years, over 25 years of a relationship with the city of Newcastle and the namesake ship HMAS Newcastle. So to see so many people on the foreshore this morning, to be able to receive the very special seven gunfire salute and respond back to Fort Scratchley this morning is a great moment for the whole ship's company. After more than a decade of community campaigning, construction works to upgrade Waii train station finally began this week. Contracted construction firm Gartner Rose moved on site to start preparation works on Wednesday. Planned upgrades include major improvements for accessibility and security. Lake Macquarie MP Greg Piper said his office has worked with multiple transport ministers over the past 10 years to see this project started. The community have been calling for these upgrades for a lot longer than that. So it's just fantastic that uh, we can see it delivered and while um, it's going to take about 12 months, I think people will be fairly happy with the fact that it's happening. They, they, they know that we're going to get a good result. University of Newcastle researchers revealed the results of a global analysis into plastic consumption on Wednesday and the results weren't easy to swallow. The study commissioned by the World Wildlife Foundation suggests humans consume almost a teaspoon of plastic each week and over 250 grams a year. Project co-lead and microplastics researcher Dr Thava Palanasamy said the study should be a call to action. There is no one to blame but ourselves because we use it and we dispose it and we don't manage it properly. So we need to understand what kind of impact it will cause for us in the future. If you look at our life, our life is already plasticized. A Transport for New South Wales reform program revealed on Thursday sparked concern for public transport users in the Hunter. The document uncovered by the Sydney Morning Herald suggests the government is looking to save up to $2.1 billion annually through transport reforms, including changes to regular fares, benefits and concessions. Walls End MP Sonia Hornery responded to the news, saying the government seems to be intent on killing off public transport in the Hunter. The outcome of this report that we're seeing in the Sydney Morning Herald is that it's just going to turn people further and further away from public transport than they already are. 
Cessnock residents could see some delays with rubbish collection following a fire at the local council's depot this week. One garbage truck was completely destroyed and another partially damaged by the fire in the early hours of Thursday morning. It took more than three hours to extinguish the blaze. Police believe an electrical fault was to blame. Council says collections will continue as normal, but there could be some minor delays. And on Friday, Newcastle Men's Shed revealed it's searching desperately for a long-term home before it's forced to leave its current base at the end of August. The group's numbers have dwindled following multiple relocations in recent years, with the upheavals proving challenging to older members. After months of searching without success, the shed is now turning to the community for help finding a suitable location. The shed's Paul Shiban said they'd like to be as close to the CBD as possible. If there is a shed vacant, which they are willing to lease to us for an acceptable lease, right, please come forward, uh, approach us, and, um, and hopefully we can strike a deal.